Welcome back. Uh, this is our third episode of Cast Me to Hell. Uh, and if you've just been listening to that beautiful start, we've uh, ha- got a fantastic new sound and a beautiful opening created by our good friend Dan Motti, who is here producing with us today. This sounds so good, man. Yeah, sounds so awesome. Good. Yeah, so much nicer than the earlier episodes. <laughs> yeah, and um, the production values have gone way up. We're now uh, in 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 the studio, as we say, uh, <laughs> and it no longer is it just me and you with a snowball. It's uh, it's good. We've got headphones on. We've got yeah. these mic things. <laughs> we have someone who actually knows what they're doing with yeah. sound. <laughs> it's going to be the most important thing. Um, so yeah, I think maybe just to kick things off, um, what have you been watching recently, Seb? What have I been watching recently? Well, I've recently uh, actually gone back into all of the Hannibal films. Oh, so Yeah, Science of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon. Uh, I've been going through those recently, and uh, yeah, uh, I forgot how good some of them are and how mm, not so good some of them are. Yeah. Uh, I've also looked at the, uh, started watching the Hannibal TV series. Which, Hannibal TV series, amazing. Man. Yeah, I watched it a long time ago, the the first series, uh, but I never went past the first series, oh. so I'm still on, just about <laughs> to finish that, but it is, it is so good. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Best Anthony Hopkins there. is fantastic as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs anyway. Yeah, definitely. But uh, uh, Mad Mixon is such a different take on it and it's yeah. more believable take. I, Hannibal I, Lecter. Yeah. I think Hannibal's probably one of my favourite, if not top three, TV series. And I prefer the actual TV series to the films as well. And Mad yeah. Mixon is just so good. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I can't remember the guy's name who plays Will. Uh, Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy. Yeah. And the whole cast is just so good, man. Yeah, it, it really is. Because uh, Anthony Hopkins in the film, he's very scene-chewing, scenery, everything. Yeah. It, I mean, in Science of the Lambs, he draws in your attention. He's re- like, he really is like, he's only in a few scenes, but that's what makes it good because he's only used to like yeah. a certain amount. And that's kind of what makes him, he works in that creepy level. The f- other films after that use him way more and it just starts to become a little bit, yeah, yeah. this doesn't, isn't really that believable. As well as the fact they kept having time periods where he was meant to be younger, even oh, though yeah. he looks <laughs> way yeah. older. Um, but no, in contrast to that, uh, Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter is, you believe that he almost wants to be friends with Will Graham in that yeah. series, which is Hugh Dancy's protagonist. Um, but... At the same time, he has this kind of... You can see the sink simmering yeah, under the surface. The there. It's so well done. It's not over the top. Yeah. It's just played beautifully. It's so well done. How about you? What have you been uh, looking at recently? Um, so I downloaded Amazon Prime um, yeah. and got Shudder. Um, yeah. And I'm just working my way through some stuff on there. There's like so much stuff that I've added to my list. Um, I've, I've probably got about 80 things in there at the moment. Um, and I'm just like working my way through them. Uh, but one of them um, that stands out the most is this film called Waxwork, um, and I, I remember watching it like when I, I I had this this it was like a fever almost like <laughs> almost like six seven years ago, and I was like I thought I was gonna die, <laughs> yeah. and I was like lying in bed and I couldn't sleep, and it got to about two in the morning. I don't think I'd slept for like two days, and then I put this film called Waxwork on. Um, which, long story short, is these people, you know, these people go to a wax museum um, and when they cross the, you know, when they cross the displays, they yeah. enter into that world. 
So okay. you've got like oh. Dracula, you've got zombies, stuff like that. So it's kind of like oh, all right, this stuff okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really good fun. Um, I was gonna say, first I thought House of Wax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds very similar. It's similar to that, but it's more like a bit of a comedy. It's just really weird. Um, oh, okay, but that's why it's worth checking out. Um, yeah, Shudder, Shudder's interesting. I, I have a, I've, I've looked at it a few times, but I've never yeah. actually gone for it. Because I know some people have got like mixed appeal. Like it's got some really good, and then it's just got a lot yeah. of made for low quality kind of horror. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so they do a lot in house as well. They um, do. There's a lot of originals. Isn't and they? The, the originals, you know, are good. I haven't checked out a lot. I, I was watching the creep shows on there, which yeah. were, which were really good. Um, but because Rob, Rob Zombie's uh, last film went exclusively did to it? there, yeah, I believe. Well, I think Free it had a short hell? release, but it yeah. was mainly Shudder exclusive. Yeah. Um, um, but I know, like, there's another another one which is just like Arrow videos, which has a lot of the old so, Arrow. Oh, videos okay. On. I do like. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like I wish but, I. Could yeah, it has have, like yeah. Reanimator and stuff like that. On yeah, there a lot as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking of getting that as well. But. Um, yeah. So, right. Um, want to tell about this week's episode. Yeah, let's think about this week. So, uh, this week we are looking at the next horror craze. Uh, we're going to look at that through the different trends throughout different eras and from the beginning. Well, not quite the beginning of horror, <laughs> but you know, yeah. the early horror films that kind of inspired it and going forward, and how through different decades and what really, uh, what kind of crazes appeared, what kind of trends, but. Uh, I've been looking at it and Rob's been looking at it from a very, the way that society has kind of affected yeah. horror films. A kind of moral panic. Yeah, I think that's what really like drives horror is what's happening in the world around you really yeah. does kind of affect how you're feeling about certain horror films at different times. And I think that's why these trends and crazes come and go. Yeah, you get a lot of, um, you know, when, when you do get a new trend in horror or in kind of any cinema, you get the true greats, which are often based around that moral panic. And then you kind of get like the cash-ins and, and yeah. the money grabs. But we've got to be and I think Yeah, those, I think you the, do... The, s- the former? Yeah, the yeah. formers. <laughs> I think as you look through, you do see that trend occurring. At times of almost where the world really was in crisis, you almost got a lot more great horror classics. And at a time when the film was at kind of, when the world was at rest and in a period of reflection, that's kind of when you do start to see, and as you'll see as we go through, you do start to see that mm, they went a little bit more into reflection, retreads, and not as many classics were being churned out at that time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're looking at this from a very kind of Western point of view, yeah. not to go too like <laughs> communist there. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is very more America, uh, Europe, uh, those kind of areas. Um, there's continents. a lot of different <laughs> continents of the world that are had at certain points when when America and uh, England and other parts of Europe were doing cr- not so good on the horror front they were taking over in other parts of the world um just to kind of keep it tight we've just kind of focused on that western point of view now i know in the future we'd probably quite like to get into some asian horror yeah definitely. you know there's there is some amazing stuff coming out of asia even play even like uh even india and places like that have got some really interesting horror films that have started coming out in the recent years it was a great series on netflix that came out maybe like four or five months ago called um Betal, yeah, really good man. Like four oh. episodes of like, it's kind of like a zombie thing. Really good, really yeah. good. Um, yeah, because in terms of uh, also like Asian, they've just had uh, the 
Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Train to Busan's awesome. Uh, Peninsula, I think it is. Pen, pen, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, although apparently not quite as good as <laughs> Train to Busan was so good though. Yeah. And obviously, um, Train. I don't know if they're calling it Train to Busan Peninsula. <laughs> if they're just calling it Peninsula or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But the sequel, it's probably okay. one of the only films that has come out in the cinemas in at the moment. Yeah, not a lot of new films have come out. No, not many at all. Uh, we are we are looking at the future to bring you some reviews yep. based on what we do start to get in. But right now we're quite limited. I think we're looking forward to Candyman. Yeah, possibly the New Mutants is very yeah, soon. That's supposed to be soon. So you know, we may look at that in the future. Yeah. Do you want so, to kick us off though? Yeah, let's kick off. Uh, yes, it's very. Um, can't say it sounds like a very light episode, does it? It's no. not very, you know, it's it's not yeah. heartwarming. No, uh, it's not. This is... Any episode that includes Ted Bundy is not exactly <laughs> going to be <laughs> light-hearted. No. Um, yeah. So, uh, kicking off with our uh, trends. So going back, so going back to the 1920s. So we're in the early horror film phase, we're looking at Nosferatu in Metro Metropolitan's. And um, this was really, this was the public coming from the end of World War One, And the end of World War One, we saw a lot of where Germany were yielding power. They were yielding their power to the other countries. And that is reflected in Nos Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, there is a scene in Nosferatu where uh, the protagonist has to yield her power to the monster in order to save her village. And that really did reflect you know, what was coming out of World War II. And that was the society in horror film, they were making sure in horror films that they were adding in that kind of social commentary. And yeah. early on, it was there. And not many horror... There weren't a huge... You know, that was very early in filmmaking. Yeah, definitely. So, was, you know... Was Nosferatu even... I was about to say speaky, <laughs> but was it was it a talkie or was it uh, just like no, a, it, a one before? Yeah, it's it's it. uh, it had subtitles, it's not subtitles. Well, um, but they write on the like the boards. Yeah, yeah, it's not subtitles, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's yeah. it's still you, you can see the <laughs> the yeah. titles in front of you. Um, but yeah, so we are seeing a, a lot at the beginning of this, but that was very early. There weren't many horror. There weren't many horror films. These were kind of the beginning of horror yeah. films. You know, um, so as we began to grow into the 1930s and the 1950s, we saw the we saw more of a huge societal change. World War One had a slight impact, whereas World War Two had and the general feeling of the Great De Depression, uh, people in society were starting to feel very powerless and they were f starting to feel very uh, that greater things out there that there was nothing an individual could do about it and that began to be reflected in universal's movie monsters the idea yeah. of these great towering creatures like frankenstein or the creature from the black lagoon or the invisible man yeah creatures that were far out of their power agent it didn't feel like any individual could do anything to it yeah now i, I like i i know that uh, this is a theme uh, that has started to come back in recent years. There have been a lot of uh, Universal monster movies. They are trying they, to bring it back. They keep trying to, don't they? They keep trying, and it doesn't seem to be working too yeah. well. Uh, I don't know if that's the approach. Um, well, they did. The, they wanted to do the 
as a little bit of a side note, they wanted to do that whole dark universe, didn't they? They did, yes. So I think with a lot of these films, and you know, particularly the Universal monster films, they they often started off as very kind of like horror films. You know, you had Frankenstein, you had Bride of Frankenstein, but then they kind of had almost like crossovers, didn't they? Yeah. Like Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, and all that. They really did, yeah. but I think that, that that is a case of, yeah, they did... It it did grow to a point where they they did kind of, as a lot of horror films do, bury themselves a little yeah. bit. They got to the point where it's too, and just yeah, talking about the dark universe where we had you know the first big film that was meant to start that off was the Mummy, uh, with Tom Cruise. Was it Dracula Untold or did they sweep that under the under the carpet? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess Dracula Untold was meant to be the first kind of sidestep, and then they did kind of yeah, sweep yeah. it under the. And rug. they were like, oh, we're rebooting it um, again. Yeah, they, they, yeah. So they, a reboot upon a reboot, um, but they really sold it was actually yeah. the dark universe yeah, was, when they went with tom cruise they released a whole big cast yeah, photo they, yeah, with johnny depp and javier bardem and then the film came out and the film actually it made oh it did actually make over 400 million at the box office yeah. because tom, tom cruise, cruise is money somehow you know, tom cruise so every, is money. every other country uh, yeah you've never <laughs> you've never, never got tom, tom cruise. cruise but he, he's normally pretty majority of his films are good quality is yeah. normally you know they're normally well reviewed people normally like them and he's probably one of the only star power stars actually out there where you release a film with him in it and you pretty much guarantee that you're gonna probably make your money back and yeah that's why everyone wants a piece uh, still wants a piece <laughs> Tom Cruise when yeah. other actors of his generation kind of aren't as big anymore yeah, you know definitely. what I mean um but in terms of uh, actually looking at the mummy the problem was that they looked back. I think they did look back to this film and think, obviously we had the Brendan Fraser ones. That yeah. was a big, you know, that was, everyone loved those, but those were, they were action awesome. films. Yeah, they were action you know. films. They, they weren't really horror films. They had, the first one we had quite a few yeah. horror but they weren't really. Um, also the, um, was that the debut of Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's acting career? In the, Scorp in the Scorpion King, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Dwayne, yeah. Second time, I think that's the second time we've already mentioned yeah, that's him it. in two, our podcast. Two out of three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just change to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, um, but to get back onto the point, um, Tom Cruise uh, in The in the Mummy, it, it again, it was meant to be a scary, it was meant to be a scary, they're meant to be building like a horror universe, but based on that old universe. Mm. But obviously those horror films now, some of them count as a U, you know, in terms yeah. of rating system. They'd be a U nowadays. Yeah, they're not particularly um, They did look back at that. And I think with the new one, they thought the only way to get away from the Brendan Fraser action ones is to make an actual horror film. And sadly, once Tom Cruise came onto it, it became another action-y with minimal 12A yeah. rated, you know, and that's not what people want. And to look to now how they've actually gone back and rethought about the Dark Universe, with, we have The Invisible Man. Which was amazing. Well, yeah. I, I thought it was amazing. But it was yeah. really well done. Um, with that grounded approach, which I think is very now. Yeah, and it was it was a, it was a very a, adaptive film, you know. Um, the original... Um, uh, ah, the original Invisible Man with um, is it I kind of Claude Rains yeah, yeah with Claude Rains I love that film yeah. I wouldn't you know I don't watch it and I don't get scared but I think for its time as well oh yeah you know making, now it seems yeah. quite comical yeah. in a way but you know but for its time make you know the invisibility effects would have been kind of like mind boggling yeah you know and it was truly when when Hollywood started to form a lot and it started to become 
what it is almost oh, yeah. today a bit. Back then, the lack of you know the lack of special effects and the need for only only practical effects. If you saw that in the cinema, you would be scared just because you wouldn't understand how have yeah. they created <laughs> He's genuinely that. That's what I mean. That's why. That's what I mean about like the fact that it reflects that kind of growing sense of like their that an individual doesn't have power over certain yeah. people is because they saw those creatures and like if I saw that creature really like you can bring it to life on the screen you know, what stops it from being real in my mind and what, yeah. what stops that from overpowering me? Kind of the same way that the society, in a way, like World War II, was kind of starting to overwhelm people. Yeah. The Great Depression was starting to overwhelm people. And, of course, a lot of these these ones were kind of more based on kind of classic literature or folk, folklore. Yeah. So, you know, you have things like Frank, Frankenstein, Mary, yeah. Mary Shelley, yeah. Uh, Dracula, which Bram was also Bram Stoker, yeah. and then uh, even the Wolfman, you know, was all all kind of old European folklore and that kind of stuff. And then you had really good actors, yeah, who, who at the time would have been our stars playing these characters. Yeah. And now, so much you don't get, you know, big names being in horror films as much. But back then, having yeah. somebody like Bela Lugosi. Or, or oh, yeah. Boris. Huge stars. Yeah. These were huge stars. These were big roles. And I think like we haven't for a long period, there's a lot of actors that wouldn't go into those roles. And I think this is part of what as as we'll look as the craze yeah, goes on later, is later. that we are seeing a little bit where they're looking back and going, you know what? Good actors, good story, good structure is something that we need to go back yeah. to. And that is a reflecting period that comes up a lot. And that's why I think the way that they approached it in The Invisible Man is a way that I, believably they could go forward and make yeah, a definitely. more interesting universe that I think people will actually be invested in now. Yeah, very grounded. Yeah, I think yeah, people want ground. I think people are going to want grounded now. And again, we'll talk about that more yeah, we will, later. When we, when we cross that bridge. So, uh, yeah, um, tell me about the 1950s and 60s. The 1950s and 60s. So, the 1950s and 60s. So, we were still on a kind of monster craze in the 1950s and 60s. But again, you can see exactly where that's come from. But the monsters weren't just the Frankensteins, your everyday living in a castle. These were now the mega giant monsters we're yeah. talking. Although Godzilla had already been around, established in the first in the 30s, yeah. he, he kind of came back. We had King Kong, we had the Blob, you had a lot of these monster movies, but they were big apocalyptic yeah. monster movies. They were like end of the world. And this was looking at World War Two. And thinking about the atomic bomb and the looming Cold War, yeah, and how that literally the whole world was in disarray that something was going to come that was going to end the whole world. And the and the good thing about a lot of these things uh, about you know not so much King Kong but about Godzilla and about the Blob is they came from they were man made, weren't they? They came as a result of our actions. Yeah. So a lot of, you know Godzilla particularly came from radiation that was radiation yeah. from that was from an atomic yeah you know, he's literally created from their fear yeah that is literally what godzilla was and then also with the cold war was you you had the space race you yeah know? and you had that you had such an, an advancement in technology yeah that quite a lot of films also incorporated that i'm thinking about stuff like the fly you know yeah the original yeah. fly where have you have you ever seen that? Yeah, the original flat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, now it's uh, after watching the Cronenberg one, like and now yeah. it's, it's yeah. so funny. I mean, it's yeah, just like it's a so, flight, it's like so a paper mache yeah, flies head. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, but it's that advancements in science. Yeah, that is another key area that you do see. So you've got the craze with the big monsters. You've got the cra you've got a 
you've got the craze of the space race and these different like alien type characters. Yeah. I, I believe that even in in the blob, it's it's linked with science and the advancement. Yeah, like so um, and in um, and on top of that, you also had uh, the fear of communism coming yeah, in good from old, the Cold good War. Good old communism. Communism, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Dollar, if you have a problem bill, with yeah. something, just name it. Just, <laughs> just blame it on communism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything goes away then. Uh, unknown, yeah, unknown threats um, from a place unknown. So same with the space race. It kind of links together. You've got the unknown fear that came with, uh, you know, it's like aliens and space, but that unknown fear of the Cold War and not knowing that the, anyone that walks by you on the street could be yeah. that kind of, that that of fear distrust, of coming, Yeah, who, who are you? That, that worry, and that came with films like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and A Thing from Another World. Yeah. You know, those films really made people distrustful of who was around them and questioning each other. Yeah. And I know both of, like, both of those films have been remade, and the, uh, John Carpenter's The oh, Thing is beautiful. fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and it come, you know, we'll touch on that later. It comes back. But, yeah. But it is, it's that fear and it's that distrust. Yeah. you can't even you can't trust your neighbor you can't trust your friends you can't trust them yeah and they look just like regular people yeah you know? i mean communists look, like, look just like regular people <laughs> <Yeah>. as well <laughs> so it was that whole thing of like who do i trust but yeah and each of these represent a craze that has appeared a trend in horror films that obviously has reappeared we know the big apocalyptic monsters we've had godzilla films we've had king kong films they have kind of come back up recently to mixed effect. Yeah. You know, Godzilla, King of Monsters, the re but, most recent, uh, yeah, didn't do that well. It was all right. Yeah, it? It, it was all right. King Kong was, you know, they're, 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 they're you know, they're, they're fine film. They're fine films. But they become uh, more about the, more about the spectacle. Yeah, it, it's, it is more action-y than anything close. Yeah. Not that either of them were, were necessarily full, like full on horror anyway. Um, but I think looking at them and looking at, say, the box office and things like that have kind of shown that we're kind of... The interest is there, but it's not. It's, they're not making mega, mega bucks. And the most recent uh, Godzilla didn't make mega, mega bucks. And now they've got King Kong versus Godzilla yeah. coming out. Well, so it's come back around. I'm <laughs> going to watch it. I want to see and a I giant monkey fight a giant lizard. <laughs> and I definitely think there is still interest there. I wouldn't say it's going to be... It's not a mega, like... I wouldn't call it a craze. No, because like a return, like using established characters in a back catalog that Warner Brothers has. Yeah. Basically, you know what I mean. <laughs> they basically have everything. Warner Brothers, Universal, Paramount. They've all got these back catalogs that we're just seeing a return of a lot of those. Which we will touch on a little bit. We later. will. Um, so yeah, so we've got um, from the war, and then we're going into the hippy dippy late 60s the 70s and this even reaches into the 80s yeah. a little bit because we had quite a long period here uh this is where the world the big threats of the world had kind of you know it was it was less there wasn't giant wars going on yeah. there wasn't the there wasn't the threat of the world ending yeah. at any second I and people were beginning to think in different ways and for me this is when things start getting a lot more interesting yeah regarding it um and obviously kind of the Vietnam War started late 50s, but it wasn't until the kind of 70s that we really see America's involvement yeah. and we see the Vietnam War shape things in America. Yeah. But before that, the you know, the the kind of boom of the 60s and that, that whole like free love age, you know, where people want, um, you know, they want being uh, kind of 
They weren't. Yeah. They weren't just bowing down to ev- like the the standard traditions that, yeah. that had been put upon them. You know, this is a very like this is almost very American. But you know, the whole church culture, the the idea, like I, I think one that we were definitely interested in is that whole like deterioration of the family yeah. image. You know, you had this idea that you had this perfect family that sit around the dinner table, they listen. You know, the father's in charge, the mother's doing yeah. the cleaning, and it. The, the children listen and they listen you know it's nothing but standard yeah smack your kid you know. on the bum if he's normal <laughs> you know guy. and it, it was literally um it was a perfect little yeah. family nuclear family yeah it was literally that yeah and then in the 60s and 70s you start to see that idea that everyone kind of got different views and that old that old family thing didn't really work anymore because not everyone believed in the church not everyone yeah. believed that the war was the right thing to do not everyone believed believed in general that everyone could just stand back and not do anything about yeah. the right, the boil, you know, this is a boiling point for like racism as yeah. well in America. People uh, started around the world, didn't they? People you know. started questioning things. Yeah. Um, and this led to a lot, I think, of how people felt around them. I think they felt that society, and this is not a the whole world society, this is literally a society as in just their local backyard. Yeah. You know, the, the, the street, their street where they live the idea that there could be looming threats there you know they'd seen assassinations yeah. you know jfk malcolm x martin luther king jr they'd seen these things and then they heard about the other rise and it's quite interesting that in, during this period there was a rise in slasher films uh, yeah. There's also a rise in serial killers probably some of the most infamous serial killers ever known came around at this point in time yeah i think the well i think before we kind of get to that part of the kind of 70s i think the 60s um particularly for me one of the one of the best films and one of you know one of the most influential and one of the the films that kind of perfectly captures what was going on particularly in america at that time is night of the living dead yeah 1968 oh yeah um yeah racial tensions were at the highest well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. But at the time, they were at a very, they were at a very high point. Yes, you had stuff like the civil rights movement, um, and all you know, you you had people questioning all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and well, not to do it yet. We're try, like to try and jump too much on the like the history, of the yeah. Film, but to think about like the film itself in oh, terms yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. That film was a complete. I mean, it 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 was inspired completely by that racial movement i mean yeah. having like i believe the first black protagonist of that kind of film yeah definitely yeah was and then you know to to jump to the point of you know not only do you have him as the first black but at the end you kill him yeah in such a kind of oh shit like you, you, you just, survived yeah. everything and now and, you, and he gets killed anyway and i imagine like if you'd if you let's say if you had been somebody who was like probably quite racist and he watched that film eventually that you might have been like, well, actually I'm, I'm rooting for the protagonist now. Yeah. And then to have, you probably had your own stuff challenged when he gets shot <laughs> yeah. by the people <laughs> and then they just stick him on the fire with the zombies, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was a huge thing to have that lead, but also just in general, like the, the way the film plays out and everyone kind of has to, it's, it's the way that he is the, the, the protagonist, but also the way everyone like no other film at, before at that time, everyone had to start it's like at first everyone was kind of not going with his ideas yeah and anyone who kind of went against his ideas ends up dead yeah in the film 
those that kind of follow closely actually, you know, manage to make it, you know, most of the way. Yeah. <laughs> until the, you know, until it all goes yeah. horribly wrong at the end. But um, and it's also where we start seeing. Sorry to cut you off, man. It's also where we start seeing the kind of traditional zombie that we have now. Yeah, you'd had them before, but they were more like voodoo zombies. Oh yeah. Whereas now, this is the this is the living dead, you know. Um, yeah. George A. Romero's original, you know, original trilogy with yeah. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Uh, there was proper social commentary in there. Oh, no, I mean, Dawn of the Dead itself was a, a, a commentary that almost linked back to the whole uh, communism thing in a way yeah. because it was all about the consumerism that had kind of taken over America yeah. at that time. I mean, it's set in a mall. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> and it, zombies go there because it's like... I, they're like, well, well, this is what they. This remember. is if their mind is yeah, yeah fine tuned to this is where we would go. We go to the mall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the like it literally was mindless zombies walking around the mall. Like all you've got to do with your days instead of going out and finding something interesting to do, yeah. you know, exploring yourself further. Let's just go and walk around the mall because there's yeah. nothing else to do. You know, yeah. that is that kind of idea. Um, and the Exorcist as well. Oh um, yes. So I think Exorcist was seventy three. Uh, but The Exorcist um, had a lot of those same things about children kind of moving away from that, you know, yeah. traditional conservative yeah, did, yeah. family unit. You know, you had your child is, is slowly changing into something that you don't recognize yeah. in front of you and is possessed by something and is acting yeah. rebellious and That's doing really, all this yeah. kind That's of That's really shit. interesting. I didn't think about The yeah. Exorcist. Yeah, no, that is you kind of see them changing. It, it does kind of break that family, you know, yeah. that family we were talking about. Because it was around that time as well. I think it was... So, yeah, you had teenagers. The one thing that they started to do was rebel. Yeah. You know, not that they hadn't rebelled before that, but, you know, there was a mass yeah. rebellion of, you've, we've all been listening to you for all of this time. We need to make change. And your old generation isn't doing it. We need yeah. to do something. I mean, people were... You know, people's children were challenging the authority and the government about Vietnam around that. Yeah. I think, I think America. I mean, I, we're not Americans, so we we don't really know. <laughs> but I think America got involved in Vietnam in the seventies, mm. and I think it was when that involvement came up after the kind of free love movement. That's yeah. when people probably were like, "This isn't on," and we're actually challenging our government about something. Yeah. That change in mind that had happened throughout the 60s, that real yeah. change of, you know, b coming away from that. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've talked about, uh, yeah, the boiling pot that is uh, yeah. racism. Uh, should we jump back onto the uh, the slasher craze? I think maybe we should touch on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yes. Yeah, because Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because not only is that, you know... That I, is I the that family, film, yeah. But that's, that is the family as well. Yeah. And, I mean, it's... I know um, it's... Yeah, again, it's about kind of how consumerism and how kind of industrialization has also affected America. Yeah. Because these, the, you know, I think it's always interesting when the first time you watch it, you're probably just kind of like... You, you watch, you're just watching a film. But sometimes if you watch it again and, and you try and look at some of these aspects, you know the the guy played by um, Bill Mosley, you know, the, yeah. when he's in the he's in the van, he's the hitchhiker, and they yeah. pick him up, and he's talking about how he works at the slaughterhouse. And he's oh, talking God, yeah. about how he used to kill them and how his family killed them, but then how the factory came into town and started doing Changed, that. Changed, yeah. And then it makes you think, like, 
yeah, maybe Leatherface always was like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but yeah. maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't always eat people. You know. I mean, it is. I mean, it's so e- easy, and it, it might be coming across a little bit preachy to be this whole yeah. kind of angle <laughs> on it because you know, in general, you look at a horror film, and some people will just take them at face value for for what they are. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say there's plenty of modern day ones that you would be like. Yeah, that is literally it. There was no yeah. other thinking in that film, yes. except... And there's nothing wrong with that. that. No, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But definitely, the the films we're pointing out now, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's definitely the context there, and you yeah. can see it. it. It's shouting out at you. It might not the first time, like you said, but that scene where they're all... when they're, they're stuck around the table. Yeah. And that literally is the embodiment of that family image we were talking about, that deteriorating family. Just yeah. look at them. They'd... Disgusting change there. There, there's incest appears to be rampant in the, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the the family. They're all they're all under the ruse, and they're all letting this person. Well, they're all probably some form of killer anyway. But yeah, definitely. You know, but, granddad with the hammer. <laughs> but you know, they encourage Leatherface. They, yeah, you know, and she's just sat there, and you know, psychologically, that film is. I'd say almost like at first you think you've seen a lot. But, you don't it's psychological yeah. that film you you think you've seen people get cut up but you actually there's actually very minimal yeah. of anything like that in, and that's in what, the original that's the great thing about you it. know but that scene when she sat around the screaming the whole you know yeah. just looking around and she that literally is like this normal girl from a normal you know everyday like kind of yeah. town who probably is more in that kind of original happy like family kind of thing or that rebellious yeah. into that teenager who's that rebellious 60 like kind of teenager and then here she is literally being confronted with what would at one time possibly have been a normal kind of everyday like family that you might see turned into this into the aftermath yeah. of the stuff yeah it's like a, it's like a, a family that doesn't know what they are anymore yeah and they're adapting to the a world that they don't know anymore and it's turned them yeah. into this it's one of the only films that i feel like i need to have a shower after watching it, <laughs> it's oh, so yeah. gross. It, it, we, yeah, and it's so dirty. Isn't it? it is and dirty. It, We've talked about like so some hot. of the dirty scene, yeah. the, the way it just makes you feel. Oh, yeah, it makes you feel as if you're fucking sat in that yeah. room and having dinner. Yeah. This None of them did it as well as that first one did it perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, Leatherface. You know, you know, some people would almost put him. They put him in the same league as the other slashes that we yeah, he's, talk well, about. Well, he's in the big four. You it? know, he is the big the big four. Um, that came about in the 70s into the early 80s, yeah. you know. Um, so, the rise of slashes, but the rise of serial killers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, around the world. This isn't just, this is not just America. We had some of our most prolific, like, the Wests. Which you are know, from our hometown. Uh, yeah, of, uh, Gloucester, <laughs> yeah. you know. Just as a side, do you, did you, have you ever, like, met anyone who's met Fred West or Rose West? Um, I... I know I I haven't met anyone. I know my mum knows people who, yeah. you know. Uh, I believe my mum even had someone like uh, once at her job that she got to talk to about that yeah. had been actually closely related to that fam- to that family. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I know of it. It's yeah. uh you know it's not like a we're not doing like a holla we're from that kind, you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> we know the word you know no, no but, uh, it's but a, it's i think it's just a pretty dark yeah. time in our history yeah, of Gloucester. but i think well the good thing is because it does link into the kind of the fear of slashers yes. because we i mean it yeah like we said with the whole west it was a bit it was a it's a dark patch on where we're from yeah but even 
you you know you know you know somebody the generation up who was aware of it or who knows about it i mean I, a girl i know her her granddad was like the arresting officer my, my when i when i was growing up i had a hairdresser um she'd come to the house and like cut her hair and um <laughs> that's hairdressers do yeah. and um she you know she was growing she was in her teen years and fred and rose west asked her to babysit for them yeah you know so the and which is what yeah, the whole actually, motive was, actually, yeah, you know? but yeah, my mum also like has one of those stories. Yeah, uh, not about her, but about someone else. And that's knows. it. It's like it's it that is. fear of that is the fear that grows up. You know, it is it, over here. You know, on top of the West, you had the the Yorkshire Ripper, uh, and in America they had Ted Bundy and they had Charles Manson's cult go yeah. around. You know, all of these things through the sixties, seventies, into the eighties. All of these different killers on the rise, yeah. and. That is when also slasher films were because it was. That is what you're you're scared. Of. If you knew someone lived a few times down to you that just that you know had just slaughtered a bunch of people, that would make you question every other person around you. Yeah. Not that every single person turns into that. We know that. Otherwise, the world would just be a purge of yeah. <laughs> you know, psychopaths <laughs> running around. It would just be the purge. But, but for, yeah. For it just would. But every day. Yeah. 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 Um, but that fear that anyone could be on your street, that anyone that comes to your door knocking could be yeah. and that rose up and that kind of uh, Alfred Hitchcock's psycho was probably the first where it's about the fear that you could go somewhere yeah. and there they are you know and that kind of predated some of these other like it planted the that. seed didn't it it planted it, the seed but it wasn't you know it you know like was, was a big yeah. impact but for the actual slasher craze that came yeah I mean Halloween that had that to be, the, the Halloween was the like the kick that was that lit the dynamite didn't it it did um, we've talked quite a lot about Halloween yeah. so um, so building off of Halloween, obviously we got a lot of films that came within that tradition, and yeah. I think that fear in people it went on for quite a long time, but it also led to a craze that led to a bad trend in yeah. horror films. And this is something that I actually found out. Um, I'm, I mean, I don't know if, if you're aware of this. I mean, I, I literally found this out in the past couple of days. Um, so you know, they have like the golden age of slasher films which they say is like 78 till 83 or 84 or something like yeah. that well you know a lot of these things they were kind of you know they said that they were a lot of them were kind of you know um misogynistic and were very you know anti-women or you know they were very kind of like exploitative and stuff like that yeah well after the Reagan assassination attempt which took like place in the early 80s um which I mean, we don't really have many politicians assassinated over here at all. No, do we? No, like Joe Cox, but other than that, I can't really think of any. No, but, that was for, yeah, that was yeah. kind of different. That, yeah, yeah that, that was, was a different context to yeah, just like much wiping different. out a president or wiping yeah. out a big figure that's massive, you yeah. know, in a different way. <laughs> but af but after that assassination attempt and the rise of these like really kind of exploitative, almost like an overdose on gore. Yeah, they um, they really discouraged films being made that showed kind of um realistic violence oh yeah, yeah yeah and so from that we get stuff like nightmare on elm street we get Candyman, we get child's play because those are kind of the later of a, and it like kind of taking away slight realism from it yeah. you know because uh, like looking back actually to say texas chainsaw these were all very you know at the time 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre over here in England was actually banned. Yeah. You know, uh, a, a lot of the films of that time were banned. And for that reason, that it was so rampant in society and such worries and fears. And uh, I, I mean, I believe the church itself, the Church of England had a big say in like that. You can't have a film like that where someone yeah. cut. But, you know, all of that showed that we were kind of at this point where everything was kind of scaring us. We were like very, you know, kind of it was like taboo subjects it it, was we were very like we we live a little now we live a little bit in that kind of overly pc kind of taboo in in a slightly different way but yeah we live in that kind of now again kind of thing um the slasher yeah the halloween through to we our our love of uh friday the 13th came later which many people say is a was kind of a ripoff of that kind of genre but in a very diff it was different but it was a little bit of a it, yeah. A, it, followed, it was the same Fred, but you know, there's still people felt of films. like a less lesser quality. We love it. Yeah, we absolutely it. love Fred the Thirteenth. Yeah. We love, we love the we love the game as well. Yeah, so good. Um, but even that, I mean, it. I'm not sure whether it and this was, is hitting the eighties, the nineties yeah. now. And I'm not sure whether it was because of you know the Reagan assassination, but after um, after you know Friday the Thirteenth Part Five when Jason comes back to life, you know, now may, it, it was that decision that was influenced by that as well. So yeah. we could still kind of make a slash film, but now it's not like this, you know, dude who's doing it. Now it's like a zombie. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Because he was very quickly a stat- Like the first one is spoiler, not even Jason. Yeah. So, you know, everybody knows that. I but, should hope you know, so. so throw it out there just in case you've got any, <laughs> Uh, noobs. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've heard that word uh, yeah. said since like 2010. I know that's a, that a very old word. <laughs> that's so out of character for you as well. I know <laughs> the old Pamela Voorhees. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, that was firmly like into the into the 80s now, as Halloween was near the end of uh, 78, like you yeah. mentioned earlier. Um, so we had that, and then as you mentioned about Nightmare on Elm Street, that we were trying. So we were in this kind of again we were at this point where it's kind of after all this long wars and impacts we were kind of at a cooling off a little yeah. bit of reflection and mourning kind of period for what had come before and how can we kind of stay level and not return to that again and everyone's kind of thinking in that way and as we kind of see when we kind of hit these points um as you say as you said about them with Nightmare on Elm Street trying to like push it away out of realism you know they're trying yeah. to push that away they're trying to think and I do think that uh, when we start to see that, this is where we do start to see a little bit, towards the end of the 90s is when we start to see a little bit of a dip yeah. in the quality of horror. Because it seems when there's not a lot of fear, as much fear in society in certain ways, you only start to see drips and dials of ideas and they also got very much stuck on what had come before. The slasher trend yeah. was... I mean, the slasher trend was such a big craze yeah such a big like as you said golden age that the, it seemed the studios didn't really know what to do yeah and they made so much money ring out well. yeah it was just money it was box office wasn't yeah. it? it was they money really, money money and this is when they really cheap as this well. is when movies really did start box office started it, when you got to the mid 80s to the end of the 90s box office was becoming like it went from box office was just something that was reported but it wasn't but then it became box office it was setting records and it was it was like after jaws it was like yeah. it was um something next film's got to yeah. be the big summer blockbuster it was you know? box office was starting to get reported like it was more you know like wall street like yeah. numbers mattered whereas back 
in these previous decades we've talked about, it was sometimes quality came before whether not every film was going to be a huge hit and not everyone went out to the cinema as much as they did at a certain point in time. You yeah, know, and in different ways, it was a special thing originally, and now it was very much. Uh, yeah, everyone goes to the movies. Everyone does. It. It's a casual thing to do. Yeah, and if you're not making money, then we don't. We're not That's interested. Right. In and it. there was probably in the earlier decades, there's probably less competition, less people actually making films, and less stuff like that. Yeah, and then seventies, eighties, you know, filmmaking becomes quite a bit cheaper, and you do get people being able to make it with lower budgets. And that's when it's like, oh, you can you can make a film for you know yeah. half a million dollars, well, which was, would have been a lot of the time. Yeah, and then still and make you know ten million. Which yeah, would have been a lot. and it, it's one of the signs that we see throughout films now is that um, sequels, remakes, reboots, established characters. We yeah. um, we see all of that. And that is eighties and nineties is really when they start to lean into that. Like, oh, we've had, we've got these great like characters that were already made. Keep going. Like, let's start our franchise instead of, instead of original yeah. ideas. It, it is. It was treating. It was yeah. treating. It, like slasher films, almost became, like fucking McDonald's. You know, like yeah. we're just pumping them out. We're just getting as much as we can out there. Yeah, and I think that happened probably. You know, when when Scream came out, and kind of it was it, it was that adrenaline shot into the the dead body of slashes or it was the i think so yeah or it was you know i mean yeah because scream scream itself um i mean it was a big hit yeah i mean an unexpected hit because it was kind of like the late 80s the early 90s had kind of started to kill we had all of, we had freddy's jason's and they'd all had their final parts which had been more parts than most people even remember that they even had, you yeah. know. And, you know, sometimes it was even cheaper studios were yeah. putting out the last piece, which is why quite often you can't find the final Jason one because it was a different studio that actually yeah. made it. And he it. had two final parts. Yeah, he did. And then, and then came back. He came back, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they tried to science. They yeah. space him up with Jason yeah. X later on. In, uh, like... And then they, yeah, then they <laughs> boot him. And yeah. then did, did Michael have a, a final one? I don't think you. He, I don't think they, they never really built one. As a um, they did the return. They did know, the revenge. The original one that you saw, Resurrection, was kind of the last. It just kind of ended there because they'd literally by that point you're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just we ran had, out of fucking. You know, we, before that it had, yeah, as we've mentioned before, H2O was a revival, and yeah. then they killed it straight after. It's like <laughs> we brought you back to life, <laughs> and now we're gonna kill you. And now we're gonna kill you because yeah. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Buster Rhymes is gonna. It's got a roundhouse kick you into like doesn't he like roundhouse kick him and then he gets hung <laughs> like some like wires or something. He does and he still he still somehow survives. Um yeah. yeah. But we'll yeah. never not be confused by that film. No. Um but, but yeah, Scream yeah. was a big hit, but it was a reflection of what made earlier horror films great. Yeah. And the whole idea of Scream is that look at the great parts of what these early, like, look back at these great films. It wasn't, you know, it, it was, here's a new original idea to twist it, but look back at these great films. So it did kind of, it did kind of work in with that whole, it was kind of the embodiment of that. We're still in this reflection period where we're not quite sure what's new. We just know what worked when it was old, yeah. but we can't, you know. Well, it, it was, I'm trying to think of what the right word is. It was like a, it was it was a homage, but it wasn't uh, complete. You know, it was. I think it was probably one of the first films that was truly meta. Yeah. That it was that acknowledged it was 
based on films. Yeah. It, it, it almost gets to the point where, and I think, you know, we did briefly discuss it in our last episode, but, you know, when they introduce the kind of stab franchise into it and it makes fun of them franchises, it starts to get really extremely Yeah, the, the first film, yeah. doesn't it doesn't it didn't overdo any yeah, of that kind of self-referential kind of areas. Um, but I think one thing that the screen films did do that helped like bring it back at that point was we were that by the late 90s you were at such a stage where original ideas for horror films were minimal and this was a horror film that actually looked back at not just it wasn't just referencing it looked back at what actually made those films good what made halloween good what made you know say the first the first friday the 13th good what was it that made that interesting and it had a structure and it had a strong protagonist in sydney you know, it had all of those elements that had made, say, Halloween so strong originally with Laurie. Yeah. Because it thought about a structure and a plot. It didn't solely rely on being meta like maybe some of the sequels later did. Yeah. So it literally thought about, like, having a good cast and having a bit, which is what a lot of 80s and 90s films did not do. No. There was a lot of them that have actors. Uh, we watched uh, the we watched all the Hellraiser films recently. We watched the first three. We did. <laughs> oh yeah, not all. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. We're, we're still. I forgot how many there are. Yeah. yeah, we'll jump into a couple. Yeah, we more. will get there. Um, but yeah, good. You know, in a especially a special effects way, but Beautiful. a lot of actors, especially in, as you get into the sequels, a lot of the actors start to get you know, yeah. and you see it with sequels. Each one, it's like. We don't care. You look hot. Yeah. You're in. You're, you know what you're, I mean? good, you're coming in. Yeah. You're getting your tits out. That's you're what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. But you're... I think another really interesting parallel between the kind of 90s slashers or those kind of teen films and the, you know, the early ones, the early slashers, yeah. was they kind of, the good ones, I'm just the good ones, kind of launched some careers. So Halloween obviously launched uh jb lee curtis yeah who i i found out the other day she was originally asked to audition for the exorcist oh, her mum wanted her to exorc- um audition for it but I, I think they you know they didn't do it in the end but that would have been interesting yeah because she would have then done halloween i don't think no but um so you know halloween launched very much launched jb lee curtis nightmare on elm street obviously had heather Lang- langenkamp yeah, um, even, Robert England, and even and, bigger, and even bigger Johnny Depp. Yeah, you know, um, Friday the Thirteenth, Mr. Kevin Bacon, Mr. Kevin Bacon, the old legend, yeah. Kevin Bacon, probably the best actor of all time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he was launched through it, and so and and when you look at some of those early films, yeah, especially the good ones did kind of launch careers, and then you get to Scream, which obviously. I, I don't know whether you would say it launched Courtney Cox, because I think she might have been doing Friends by then. She was already in Friends by Because Friends was 94 There were a couple, of, se- were a couple of seasons in by that point. Yeah. But so she, she was the she, big name, She was actually. the big one. Andrew Barrymore. But yeah. then less so, Neve Campbell, um, David Arquette, Mr. Yeah. Matthew Lillard, Matthew. who we love. I mean, without that, we wouldn't have yeah. had Shaggy. So. No, we wouldn't have Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich as well. Skeet Ulrich, you know. yeah, absolutely. Um and yeah, yeah there's, and there's a huge list of them in that. There's role. a huge list in screen. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what was the uh, the faculty, which jo- uh, yeah. had Josh Harnett and Elijah Wood in it? Yeah, and the, then some other people, Usher, <laughs> <laughs> at the height Classic of his powers, Usher. you know. Um, um, and then I know what he did last summer. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller, and I, I I always think 
is it Eliza Cuthbert? I always think she's in it. But no, it's not. Eliza I think my brain crosses over that with uh, Reese Witherspoon. I think Reese. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon's in it. I, I'm mixing that up actually. I'm, I, I might be wrong. There. Isn't she her sister? No. No. What I, am I thinking of? There's a film where they play sisters. Yeah. Sam Michelle Gellar. I think it might be. There's. That. Yeah. I don't there's, know. Um, Join me. I, I, just I, let I, me know. I'm more blanking on uh, because we've got again. Uh, my mind's now jumped back to Scooby Doo, where in that film you've got two another two cast members of the Scooby Gang because you've got Sarah Michelle Gellar and, and you've also got Freddie Prince Junior. Freddie Prince Junior. That's who I was trying. He to was in that. I know what you did last summer as well. He was. Yes. How did I forget? Freddie. Pr- yeah. Because both... him and then Sarah Michelle Gellar. Didn't they get married after that? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But you know what I mean. That those three definitely contributed and launched some careers. Yes, um, which was a parallel I'd never <laughs> thought of until now. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, that was a huge, a huge jump at that time, uh, and. As you said, you said the faculty, we said Scream, we also had Final Destination, but it's definitely a period when you can pick and choose certain ones. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we definitely saw kind of, um, uh, like, like I said, that reflection of what it made it films interested earlier. A lot of those films were based on like old sci-fis or, yeah. you know, old ideas. Uh, Final Destination has a very ring of the omen to it. Yeah, definitely. You know, that whole like something causes a death kind of yeah. thing. And, and, you know, death takes its claim yeah. or whatever you know. and and, you, and that yeah. did link in with the whole reflection but also we had a slight where we thought that kind of slash it sl- that slash it era is like it's not returning because it hasn't really gone away but it had a little bit of a boost with scream and it was back to that everyday fear which is very yeah. much shown in final destination because you're literally scared of everything yeah. around you so so that was still worth standing and i mean if we look at the time period, I mean, that those slashes, not that there weren't plenty of supernatural or monster movies that thrown in. Then and those, again, were the, those were the big box sla- office you know, rules, man. Yeah, the slasher film was the big for such a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think as we kind of had a bit more availability of technology as well. Yeah. You had stuff like the Blair Witch Project, man. 1999. Blair Witch Do you remember yeah. seeing it, like, advertised? I do remember seeing it because a big part of the Blair Witch Project, what made it so successful, was the fact that people thought it was real and everything had been dis- and the actors had actually and the actresses had actually disappeared. Yeah, they I had that. they had the the small towns where it was actually filmed while they were filming it. Even they put up wanted. Yeah, and after it, they had them like round America. Their their campaign was slow, so low key. It wasn't. They didn't actually spend a lot of money on it. Do you want to know? But they do posted you... wanted all yeah. around. You know, posted all around America, and that was a big like, holy shit! This is that film where yeah. they really do. You know, everyone believed it, and it definitely it, pl- it definitely planted the seeds for the for the found horror. You know, the found footage. Found style. footage. Yeah, it was the um, beginning of. Because I think around that time was when technology became you know quite a lot cheaper, so people did have you know, actual have like handmade cameras and you could do your own videos and, you know, people started to get phones, even though they were still like, you know, big blocks. People, are, you know, it become a bit cheaper and, and ready available to people. Do you know how much money, what the budget was for the Blair Witch Project? I know, sure. I know, I don't know, the, you've got them in front of you, but I, I don't me. know, I don't know the so, exact, I know it was, I know it was very minimal shoot, it was like, I think thousands, wasn't it? $60,000 yeah. and the budget... 248 million so the box office was box 248. Office, 248 million yeah which is an that is insane. an insane amount of money it shows what a good market yeah. campaign can do 
I mean, I don't read the film itself. I don't actually think it's yeah. that good, good no, of a film. No, neither do I. But I think... Be- I remember being freaked out watching it, but the whole film is like one big giant well, I was seven when it came out. So. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember being freaked out being, you know, because people still wouldn't believe in some people like wouldn't believe for a long period that no this is real like they, yeah. they would uh, be like truly like no so I remember watching it with my brother and being like but also even at that age I remember being a bit like when's it gonna get what, it what's happening like nothing's really happening yeah. um, but, it, but apart from that but it did lead yeah. to that so uh, what became a craze and this is one of those where it's a technology based craze which uh, some of them only last for a short period of time. They don't last for... Like, I feel like the found footage one, it came, it stayed around for a while, yeah. but it, it, it also died fairly quickly. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we've got a little bit to touch on before we get there, because I'd yeah. say it was about 2007 that found footage really came in. And I think that links with the idea that uh, when something happens, like when there's a big culture change, that's when you'll see the studio start to go, right, you've got to greenlight that film, you've got to yeah. greenlight that film. But it will... As with any film production, it will be somewhere in the range of f- probably three to five years before you see that really start to take off. Yeah, and um, um, so you know we ha- like the the, the special. So we're COVID into thing. the early two thousands, and I I I think of this as I put here. I think of this very much as a a bit of a wasteland of horror. Like it's like there were still plenty of watchable horrors, but it was uh, but the quality was not really there. It, it yeah, almost felt yeah. like the heart was like was weird to say horror the heart of horror <laughs> yeah but it was it wasn't really there yeah you, but you had a lot of re- you you had some remakes didn't you like, i think the hills have eyes had a remake uh, i mean we were in, yeah we were in yeah. well into sequelitis and remake central like, yeah that was definitely that, i i mean t- i mean i like yeah. some I like I like some of the the remakes and things like that we yeah. talked about that we quite we like Texas Chainsaw Massacre's remake. Yeah, but they seem it's that's when remakes seem to start to happen. Yeah. Whereas now you know they're all like with the Batman films, they're like we're doing another Batman film, and then oh in like another five years after we've had two or three films of this Batman, we're going to do another Batman film, which is another origin story. Or Spider-Man. Yeah. We're, going to do a, we're going to do three Spider-Man films. Yeah, this Leave is it the, two or three. This we're is doing the, another Spider-Man This film. is the box office alive and well of yeah. it makes money, so we ain't gonna, we're not going to yeah. wait. Yeah, give us that money. We baby. don't care if you're not bothered about it. We're going yeah. straight into the next one. But you had kind of a, a bit of a re-emergence of zombies, you know, yes. early 2000s. Um, so... Yeah, this is when we're getting into... So, as I said, we had a bit of a wasteland and the little uptick, I think, in a lot of ways for me was the little the zombie craze. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about this becoming... Because this, as a society factor, came off of, like, 9-11 yeah. and London bombings. And people were like, Why, where did zombies come from now? And 28 Days Later was a huge factor in this yeah. because it was that... Uh, it does have that kind of idea of reflecting the rising fear, like in the darkest versions of ourself. Yeah. And uh, the thing I like about, um, you know, 28 Days Later is when, you know, the opening scene with Jim, which Cillian Murphy. Yeah, again, yeah. this was probably what, bomb, you know, got him massive. Yeah, definitely. Ha- yeah, that yeah. was a huge jump in his career. Yeah. You know, when he's he's coming in, he's coming into a city which is just empty and he's seeing, um, you know, like the lost posters and stuff like that. Oh, which that scene yeah. Yeah, in and London they, where he's walking yeah. through is amazing. And they did that at, the, at, you know, at Ground Zero's where they're not, you know, where the Twin Towers were. They had those in the, in the, in the aftermath. And it felt like the world was such an angry place. Yeah. That it was. And I think the best, 
one of the, the genius ideas is that I mean we're calling it a zombie film, but they're not re- you know they're not zombies. It's a no, rage virus. It's a rage, but you know it is a. It's, yeah, just, it's, pu- a it's just pure anger, and like you said, it's it's that darker side that people were feeling to themselves, and everybody was telling you that you know, especially after 9-11, that you, you can't trust people who aren't your ethnicity and you can't trust people and all this kind of fear Yeah, was coming from an it, unknown place. It was. It was the idea that society could destroy itself. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it was the idea that, and this is back to the, you know, when we were talking about in the, the 50s when we had the alien and the, com- like, communism yeah. in the 60s as well, or building... The idea that anybody could be it, like that anybody could change yeah, into that. Right. Anybody could become that dark person. Anyone could be that extremist. Yeah. You know, that was real. That really is like right there in the film that is kind of deteriorating with it. Um, and I think that whole bit about the kind of um, the darker side of people. I think that really that I mean that's quite a nice segue. We didn't plan that, but that moves quite well onto the stuff like torture porn. You know? Yes. I mean, I don't really porn. like that kind of name for it. But, no. No. You know, it was very. I called it gore, gore porn gore again. Porn, yeah. yeah. I was. I, I was. It's a weird term, for torture isn't it? porn. It's a weird term. But, it is. You know, you you had. I mean, we we touched on this briefly in our first episode. You know, you had films like Saw, two thousand and four, which was made on a budget of you know one point two million. Um, and then the box office on that was 163, almost yeah. 164 million. And yeah, again, studios that's making a lot of money. Let's go for it. And yeah. peop- and it it became from that thing of you almost you you wanted to push yourself, and you and that's the good thing about horror films in general is it allows you to get in with a bit of your dark side. You know, yeah. may, maybe you want you want to see these fucking teenagers die. You know, because yeah, they're you, annoying you want to see for it. the most part. It was that. It was yeah. I think that darker side of yourself. It was. Uh, it was growing. Uh, it was even a time. I even remember hearing people back when we were in school, where people would watch those videos online of like yeah. people getting beheaded and and all that know, weird shit people, that was like, around. this is the start. two girls one cup <laughs> all that all that weird <laughs> stuff you know like yeah this is the start of people almost it's like oh everyday life's a bit boring and it, it builds as like as we talk later but everyday life's boring let's i, I want more and yeah. the internet and those kind of things was more and the films were trying to compete with what was on the internet and the technology that was growing yeah and it was people were starting to go very much into the darkest side of the self because suddenly it was all available to yeah. them and it's the same you know hostel um which came a year after budget of that was 4.8 million uh the box office was 80 million but yeah again it, i mean i think hostels are a great film in itself yeah the very way in which it kind of you sympathize for the protagonist but then you don't you you don't want them you don't like them but you don't want them to go through what they're going through but it was yet again it was this darker side of humanity yeah it was this thing that could this could happen to people um and it and it was yet again you wanted to get dip your toe in it but not actually do it yeah and i think the the thing with these is um especially saw you know they they made a lot of sequels um they did and they 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 really run themselves out on that one yeah and i think you know the saw 6 2009 which was made on 11 million that was the first one to make under 100 million yeah and that made 68 um there was, and a, then point, af- yeah, there was af- a point when we were getting one like almost every, every year. year yeah and then after and then as soon as they kind of dipped money on that one 2009 
which I, I thought was pretty decent. They, um, to be fair, they, I, I, they I... went, fuck it, we're, we're doing the final <laughs> chapter. And apparently they mixed Source 7 and 8 into one film. Yeah. Which is why when you watch it, it's so and like... it was also 3D. It's 3D, was, yeah. looks awful. We had a craze of that. The craze of we're not well, talk bad about CGI. That. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was plenty of bad CGI in the early 2000s. But whilst but you... Yeah. Well, I, I'd say on the Saw ones, I think... And Hostel, like, first one, again, first one of both of those, yeah. especially Saw, was a very made, well-made film that we've talked about before. Like, that David Finch's Seven, I think, was a big influence of that. Um, they were good quality, and this yeah, is they just were enjoyable, and it just films. shows the way that if you really follow if if you follow the box office, and I think it certainly has changed a little bit now in some ways. Uh, if you follow the if they keep following the box office, they will run something into the ground, so no one is interested in oh, it anymore. Yeah. I mean, and of course, free, it's yeah. money, 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 money. Hostel burned out very quickly. Hostel three went straight to DVD, yeah, man. It did, and even and that's just it's a shared of its former self yeah and, but they are and the quality they rushed them the quality got worse and worse like yeah. I think Saw 1 and Saw 2 are personally fine film for me after that it just becomes more and more convolu- a more and more convoluted mess I of think films so. and I, yeah. I literally I thought the quality looked crap on uh, quite a lot of them oh man honest. the last one it, it well, looked like they've literally so filmed it on some cheap like you'd some people's iPhones look better quality, <laughs> you know, and that was back when that one was out yeah. there, iPhones then. <laughs> and that is it. That's as more technology became available. I mean, we, if you listen to our first episode, I was saying that when I watched Saw 2004, I had dial up internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by, you know, by 2007, 2008, when found footage films came in, mobile phones were a lot more available yeah you would just film random shit with your friends because like you why not you know yeah yeah Yeah. and everybody had a phone now everybody had that so everybody could almost start making their own films which is why you get stuff like found footage exactly yeah and do you remember paranormal activity i do remember i'm not a fan of paranormal activity films i i know i don't the, the, for me, they are they are what makes horror films worse. There's like the the what really ran down horror films is the idea that you know we've been talking about these societal things, and I guess you can be what's scared of in your house and things like that. Yeah. But I found almost no context in them. They or literally me. were just there's a pan, hit it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a door, close it. You know, yeah. smack it around, little noises. There was nothing like they they tried to build some little like story with the the female that was in yeah. it and it kind of built across several films uh i can't say i've seen all the films because i, th- I just disliked the first two so much that i was like i gave it a shot yeah i'd normally give them a shot but yeah i was just like no i think i got up to the five maybe i don't know but <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm forgetting well, how many of them made, but they're like yeah. saw they just they kept churning and yeah. churning but the first time i probably watched still are gonna bring more out yeah the first time I watched Paranormal Activity, it was before I started wearing glasses. So I was watching this film and I could barely see what was going on. <laughs> and obviously it's all about small things moving. So I was watching it and I couldn't really see anything. And then, you know, at the very end where the guy's in the bed and the woman who's possessed screams, he runs out to go to her and then his body yeah. gets thrown at the thing. Oh, yeah. I was watching it without my glasses on, on like a small TV. And I, I thought it was a tennis ball <laughs> getting thrown at the camera. So I see a tennis ball get in front of the camera and then her walk over it. The film ends and I'm like, 
That what? was really that was shit. Yeah, I was like, I was genuinely really confused. It was then when I watched it back and I was sat close to the TV that I saw it was his body because I was really confused, man. <laughs> but but that's, yeah. that's what it, it for me. It just was that kind of weak, like yeah. Boom, and, boom, there you go. That's it. And even that film, though, that film was made. I mean, the, I mean, props to the guy for making it because I, I think I don't think he'd ever made a film before or anything like that. No, it was a the the the, the first one yeah. seems to be stronger than the rest of them, but it was made for very yeah. little and I mean, made it, you know he made it for fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, so. and then it was uh, you know two thousand two hundred fifteen thousand for the production for the post production, and then that went on to make one hundred ninety three million. This but this was the thing: found footage films in general were a cheap and easy thing yeah. to do. They were things that students could make. They were, and, and the thing because, is, as much as yeah. we can say, as great as for students out there honing their craft, yeah. it's very much a bit of a slap in the face for some people to say that anyone can go out and make a film because as much as you'd like to say that, anyone can, that doesn't mean you can make a good film. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> because don't forget, some of the pe- some people like, like Romero and stuff like that started off as... But R- yeah. even Romero did one, didn't he? He did a fan for there is a fa- there was oh, yeah, a fan Lan- f- uh, diary of the dead diary of the yeah, dead. Yeah, he jumped on that. And it wasn't it wasn't good. good. But then I don't think any of Romero's really like his trilogy originally. That was right. good society like society things like Land of the Dead. And after that, oh, he, he wasn't really. It didn't feel like that he was saying much of it though, which was kind of what made the original so interesting. That he, yeah. it felt like he was saying something. And with the other ones, it was just here's a zombie film. When sadly by that point. Films like Day Twenty Eight Days Later had kind of reinvented yeah. the 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 zombie. It's not just a zombie as we said, like virus, but they'd made it more interesting in a different in the modern yeah. day. And I think, I mean, go back to the kind of zombie stuff as well. You then had The Walking Dead coming up. I yeah. can't remember when it started. A long I think time it was ago, a bit man. a bit later than a long that. Time ago. Yeah, it was a long. It, but, it's been on, it's been on for like. 10 series now so yeah. about 10 years ago so it was around 2009 I think yeah. 2010 maybe because they, they, have they had any gaps uh, they might have had one or two gaps but I think it, it was but definitely think, around yeah. that time so we'd already had quite a lot of these other zombie films because yeah. it was it was part that's what kind of it got to the point when CGI and stuff were able to be good enough that you yeah. could use it on TV as well you know because yeah. TV for a long time didn't have that quality couldn't afford it um, so that's when that rose up uh, when CGI was no longer giving us awful things yeah. like, and even as we mentioned saw before, that had some terrible as well. You know, yeah, it all was gotcha. part of that. And I think that you know, kind of um, eventually, found footage just you know kind of died off. Um, it, it's come back a little bit now, and we'll talk about that later. But I think for the most part, by two, you know, by kind of two thousand and ten, by that by that time. Found footage has started to die off, and torture porn had as well. I mean, yeah, do you they, remember? They, they were both kind yeah. of like side by side. Found footage was a little bit shorter, you know. Yeah. Like paranormal activity was a little, a little bit different, I guess. I know it was found footage, but it, it wasn't shot in the way some of the fact we had yeah. the majority of like what you'd really like proper full on found footage. You know, um, where they'd like literally have the camera and they're running around. Yeah. That, and that that was kind of like like your Cloverfield, you know, and those kind of films. Yeah. Um, where it's running around. Yeah. yeah. When it's running around with a camera, I mean, most people, a lot of people found those quite annoying. 
<laughs> get like seasick. You know, yeah, you would <laughs> like get sick from them. I think <laughs> that style of it died quickly. Paranormal activity was more because it was like it was like cameras and rooms. Like it was still, cameras, wasn't, wasn't it? it? So it was it. It didn't feel so nauseous. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think the thing with stuff like torture porn was it just got to the point where it didn't. It was. It wasn't making any money. It was just. It was just like shock stuff. Yeah. You know, like Human Centipede um, and Serbian film, you know, stuff like that. I Fucking think I Serbian think... film is still so yeah. Good. Oh, oh, God, yeah, yeah that, that is great. But it's not the thing that you would... You didn't go to the cinema to watch it. Yeah, it, it hasn't... Was, yeah. I mean, it hasn't fully died out yet. You get, the whole you idea of you. Um, but, you know, it definitely is past its craze period where everyone wants to go and see them. Yeah, and, and I can't it's... think that... I don't think that's got to be a genre which is likely it's to come back. It's also a sign of where we've got a little changing trend, I think, in horror films now, where we're looking at those films where, as was mentioned, sequelitis, remakes, reboots. Not that we're not still getting them, but I think they've got to the point now where studios can look at a film and know that this is a one-off film. It will make money, but it yeah. doesn't need a sequel. And you've got more and more of those coming up where you've got one, you know, one-off horror films and we're yeah. getting a lot more kind of, of that quality. And I think that kind of area of 2000 is when we start to kind of change and go, right, we're pumping all these films out, but they're not, they're not great quality, are they? Yeah. They're not, we're, just making we're not talking them. about story. And even, I mean, we could talk about like some of them, like Conjuring Universe. Oh yeah. Those kind of ones where they do make a lot of sequels, and some of them are good, some, some of them aren't. Good. So, but in general, I'd still say, like, even I, I don't really, as we've mentioned before, I, I'm not a huge supernatural no. horror fan, but those ones at time are quite good because they have thought about the storytelling, yeah. they thought about, especially the main conjuring films anyway, where they Definitely. use real life kind of source. <laughs> sources, <laughs> punching the mic. Punching the mic. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think, and especially I think, you know, James Wan is. Yeah, he's he's uh, got such a good. The mind original for Saw it. was James Wan. Wasn't original it? Saw yeah. was James Wan. He, he's got a very good uh, like Conjuring horror. was James Wan. I think yeah. most of the ones that are normally made by him are actually quite good quality yeah. because he obviously he thinks carefully about them. He thinks about the shot. They are the ones that are scary. It's more the ones where they've kind of given it. Oh, or we want another sequel. Give it to someone else. Yeah. But apart from the Conjuring universe, for the most part, I know. I know. Say Halloween remake has now said two more, but they have limited it to this is a trilogy. And David Gordon Green is like. This is a sequel. That's the next one. Now yeah. we obviously we, we can't say that that's oh, going to be yeah. a great film. We'll chat about that a bit later. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just more like thinking like of the talking about the quality change. This is yeah. where we go into the later, you know, mid like what do you call it when it's 20, 2010 or forward? You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's some there's some weird name <laughs> that they call it's it. It's not like the tens. The, the... I don't know. I don't like the. I don't, I don't like the I idea hate those of being little, in, like, yeah, yeah. I hate those little. It works for like the the fifties, the sixties. Yeah. But what about when you go around? Like, yeah. Like the tens. The tens. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. The twenty ten. There you go. Two thousand and ten. Two thousand and tens is this. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so yeah, um, we've been talking about yeah. The, the, I mean, this is the two thousand. I guess the technology part. That kind of being able to see the darkest side of ourselves. Being able to see all. The rise in like social media and things like that. That is when we started to see that kind of side of things, and that is when we started to hear about how you know people were losing communication with each other. They weren't talking; they were talking through a device. And we do start to see that kind of rise in society and and in horror films. We have seen that rec recently with some such as Get Out. Yeah. Um. There's kind of that kind of lost in translation. So it's yeah. You know, it's 
obviously there's a lot more social context going on there in Get Out, but just to think about that kind of that yeah. lack of communication like within the modern family, you've kind of got this white family enforcing what they want and need with like no voice for the other side of the argument. Yeah. Which I think is very current that people could feel like they can just say things and there's they don't care about what they don't have any repercussions for it. They can just yeah. throw things out there and there's no repercussions. And I think that's a very big society thing now yeah. where we think we can just say anything and it, we can just get away with it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. we, we don't have to worry about context or whether it's true or false. You know, yeah. I think that's there. And then to think about the family side of that, uh, the modern family with communication, uh, the uh, a quiet place where it yeah. very much is. It's a, it's a family who uh, was, uh you, have you seen a quiet place i haven't actually seen it yet yeah i know it's got john kranzinski it, it, it it's, it's, it's very it's, it works it works really well uh but the film kind of is you know i know it's a it's a it's a pretty mainly um, a silent film yeah um and obviously the creatures are based on sound and things like that. And you don't you don't see the creature for the most of it. I'm not going to ruin anything yeah, for you because yeah. <laughs> um, but ruined, it literally is a major part of it is the fact that you can see that different characters want to be able to say things to each other and they simply can't. And it kind of is that kind of that people aren't really trying to say yeah. things to each other anymore. And like the inability to talk kind of threatens their family almost as much as the creature because there's almost ways that they could help each other and they can't. They don't feel like that they're not able to talk or. Yeah it kind of leads to them not feeling like they can talk anymore. The longer they've gone without being able to talk, the more it kind of seems like a hard thing to do. Yeah. And that commu- like that communication again, that is such a, like, now, I think, that is society kind of reflecting in those horror films of, that. that is what we are living in now. Yeah. We don't really, like, always communicate, like, well... Or talk to each other. I mean, I think we're all right for it, but yeah. I know a lot of people who a literally, people, their whole yeah. life is through... It's just through social media, social media, texting, media, yeah. you know, videos, Instagram. Yeah. It's it's just that. That is life now. And I think one thing that going back to kind of Jordan Peele does, what I mean, I was watching something with him the other day and he was saying that he, you know, he's very inspired by kind of possession films. Yeah. And to him, get out was a possession film. Mm. You know, and I I mean, I know a lot of the new kind of people coming out within horror, such as Jordan Peele, you know, Ari Aster. Uh, Robert Eggers, a lot of those people, they, they're either, you know, some people say that they're absolute geniuses, some people say that, you know, they're overrated and they can't write or anything mm. like that. I mean, each to their own, yeah. that's always going to be the case. But a lot of the things that they do, which is really interesting, is they play on that feeling of what they call the uncanny valley. Yeah. So it's a lot, yeah. it's things that are, that seem completely normal, but just aren't right. Yeah. And I mean, I remember watching Get Out in the cinema and I wasn't, I, I felt it was relatively kind of predictable. Like, I kind of f- thought for the most part I knew what was going to happen. Mm. But it was just those things didn't feel right. And yeah. I and he created a real sense of kind of uneasiness. Yeah, you, you really, know? yeah. Because it just didn't feel right. And I, I loved that about it. And even us, you know. Things just I haven't, don't. Yeah, I haven't actually seen. I won't ruin yet. that for you. But, yeah. but, but thing, I know it yeah. is that kind of things you know, don't feel right. They don't feel right, and it's that yeah to the the family and another version another of the family. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, and I think that is. But that is the society. Uh, I think that is very a modern take yeah. because it is that like society that we live in where we're like, is that true? Is that not true? Like, like yeah. you, you don't think about whether that like that is a true fact or things like yeah. You just kind of go with it, or if if people are doing things in society, I mean, more and more people are like 
like you know pcs kind of getting overworld cancel culture all that kind yeah. of stuff but um it definitely is kind of a building of like checking facts and things like that. it's not really the it's not really our priority anymore fake check news. if it's real yeah <laughs> we just news, literally man. yeah you can you can have facts there and people just go no i don't believe yes like, but it, yeah i think it, it is i would um, say that we're right now working with uh, Hopefully, at least fifty percent <laughs> true facts. Yeah, I mean, imagine if we're like, not sure. somebody we're... just messages us, fact checked yeah. us. <laughs> well, actually, you're talking bullshit. Yeah, ninety <laughs> percent of this yeah. is bullshit. Yeah, it's just not real. No, we've just made all we've this just up. made all this up. <laughs> this Communism. Time, yeah. There's no such yeah. thing. This time didn't even happen. We're still actually in like the 1920s. <laughs> we're just in a dream. <laughs> and we wake up and it's like. Oh, bother. What's going to happen in the world? Like, you know. all worlds, war, war of the worlds. Yeah, that's playing scary. On the <laughs> that's us. This is what your future is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, right, so. Talk about what's next. What's next? Let's, let's go towards. What do we think our next craze is going to be? Uh, I, I'll let you start off with one idea. What else are you thinking of? One of the things I think of is I know that found footage, that style isn't coming back. But what could be is that whole uh, kind of Skype, Zoom yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, because you had you had Unfriended, you had Unfriended Dark Web, <laughs> <laughs> and more recently you had Host. Yeah. And it's, those, it's these films that are taking place over, like, these the, communication Yeah, there platforms. is quite a few of them popping up. I think Netflix had up. one, uh, I think Cam Girl or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. There, yeah. But it's this... You know, it's it's now like a, we're not safe from anything, you know, and I think that whole that plays into the whole kind of feel of being watched it, through technology. Yeah, and whether I I mean I think that could start coming back, but mainly only because we are you know. I mean, I think that started. Lockdown. Yeah, I think yeah. that start. I th I think that kind of already is starting to to, to, start to rise. And I think we will sow more of them. I mean, I've put literally a note here. Please let short li this be short-lived because I frankly think the idea of Zoom-based horror just sounds awful. It sounds oh, like, like a paranormal activity. It sounds or like found it. footage. It sounds like something that will but it's actually quite decent. grow based on yeah. right now. Oh, yes. definitely. Like Zoom and, you know, such a huge thing because of the way we've all had to live. So I can see how that would play on society and yeah. how people will be scared of what's even in their own house. And yeah. what, you know, what, it, I think everyone probably maybe had a point where Zoom and they're like, what the fuck just happened behind me? Yeah. Like, or, <laughs> or somebody's shared on their Facebook, like, copy and paste this. I do not give consent for them to read my information. <laughs> you know, one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Boomers, but, uh, I mean, but I, I could see that kind of film taking, that's kind of the next wave of found footage for me. Whether that stays up, because... You I know, can see that as fan footage. But again, that leads me to the same idea that anybody can try and make it. Anybody can put it together. Yeah. And I doubt... Well, apparently, I, I, host I'm not really to say that people it. don't start... Lots yeah. of people started with no budget at all. They were independent filmmakers and made great films. I just don't see that. I feel like that studios will very easily just throw one of those together. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. just, just stick one of those together. We could do something like it that. It could probably become a bit of a cash grab. I think it will... It won't be deemed as a like a you know I know the I know host is that that's yeah the that's the shuttle. that one's been quite well received definitely um, it's forty six minutes long as well apparently which yeah, works not... because that's how long Zoom has to yeah for it which yeah. is quite cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I mean so it's kind of well I think but, it falls into a short film yeah. then, doesn't it but but I, I can't see this being 
out. I can't see them coming out in cinemas. I think they'll go straight to streaming yeah, platforms. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, yeah. obviously, we're a different world now where we've got the streaming platform. And currently, we don't know we don't where know that's going to go. We don't know cinemas, you know, if they're going to survive this time. So we don't know if it will still be. I mean, I'd like to hope they will because I, yeah. I still prefer a, a Some, cinema viewing experience. Some places in America are doing, like, you can get the films that are coming out in the cinema stream to your TV for yeah. like $30. Well, they've been doing that quite a lot. Yeah, it's been yeah. Expect- I mean, yeah, that's uh, Mulan. Mulan, yeah. Straight <laughs> Mulan. to Disney Plus. And then they've had a lot of other films, Invisible Man, because that was yeah, only that was released one. just before it happened. That went on, and then you, you yeah. paid for like seven days, and you get six, for like £15. Yeah. Uh, I can't say I was interested in paying that much for a film for no. seven days, but it is cheaper than going to the cinema for a family, you know, yeah, or yeah, for yourself. For, for two people, it's cheaper. Yeah. That's cheaper than that. So, you know, it... You know, it can be expensive. Maybe it doesn't work quite so well anymore. But I'd like to hope that it survives. And yeah, that, because I, I think that. a lot of these crazes. Otherwise, I mean, I don't quite know how we'd ever know. When you, everyone goes to the cinema and wants to see a hor- like a horror film, and they all like like the Conjuring film or the new Halloween for you know that packed full. It's an theaters. atmosphere. It's you know, it's an atmosphere, and it it really it really does help the experience. It's like like when like watching Star Wars, or when we went to watch Avengers. You know? Yeah, it, it's everyone. Yeah. You know, you just feel that anticipation in yeah. the room. It's just not the same feeling you get at home. And some of these films are made to be seen on a big screen, yeah, and definitely. they don't work as well. That that sound effects were built yeah. to be heard on a big screen, and some of it falls flat the second you watch it. Like sometimes when you watch them back on the small screen, you're like. I remember that bit being really like, and it's not just because you know it's coming, it just doesn't work as well unless you've yeah. got a good, really good sound system at home. I think I watched Civil War at home and I was like, this is all right. This is yeah. good. It's a, I mean, I'm not shitting on the film. I like it. It's a good <laughs> film. But it wasn't that level for me. You know, yeah. it lost some of that. That's what I mean. It, and uh, yeah, yeah, we've currently got like Christopher Nolan's talent, Tenant, That's, and he's yeah, adamant it has to be. It has to be in the cinema. And I can believe it because he makes films for like yeah, He, he makes, makes big, big films. films. And like I remember the first time I saw The Dark Knight and that booming oh, yeah. of the music. Hans Zimmer's score is... And it was like, wow. And that was a huge part of the experience. Um, I remember watching The Muppets. And <laughs> 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 like somebody had... Uh, somebody had uh, they'd messed up the volume and it was blaring. Yeah. And to the point where I was like my ears were hurting and it was like the Muppets singing and I was like, this is the loudest film I've ever been in. But that's what I mean. You just, you're not going to get that same kind of, we're not really going to know exactly what that craze is because you'll have so many different streaming platforms and most of the time, all of them are saying, oh, this did really well. We'll release this. This did really well. Yeah. There's still not any like real information that that actually is completely 100% true or if they're just saying it to look good in certain areas, you know yeah. what I mean? For certain ones, not all of them, you know, if they were really bad, they wouldn't make any more of them. But it's not the same as when you know that the cinemas are packed, so people yeah. definitely want to see this film. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it spreads, and everyone like talks about that. Everyone can talk about what they've seen on Netflix, but most of the time, if it's on Netflix, it's like, oh my god, I just watched this amazing horror films, and then someone else is like, yeah, I I just watched se- Selling Sunset <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I've been spending my Friday. Like, I didn't watch that the same time as you. Yeah. Whereas you know that if a certain film comes out and they are all going to want to go opening weekend to see that, that majority of people have seen it and, and you can and you're going to watch it. Yeah. You're not going to be on your phone. That's the other thing. It, yeah. It's a, like yeah, pet peeve is yeah, like me, 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 like horror film. I put like I think I bought on Halloween that once, and I think Charlotte was like, yeah. I was just looking at it like, <laughs> I, I think I paused the film. I was like, <laughs> when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Like, you, I, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, if you, I find if I'm watching films at home and I'm just lounging, I'm on my phone a bit. 
Whereas yeah. I'm one of those people who like when it's like switch your phone off, I like turn mine off <laughs> and I and I keep no, it off yeah. because I'm watching a film. I pay yeah. like to see a film. I'm not getting my phone out. <laughs> Definitely yeah. Right, back to crazes. Crazes, let's let's uh, wrap this. Yeah. So um so I'm I'm thinking so obviously the time we live in, what one area that I'm I'm thinking will but also may not is obviously virus disease based films mm, yeah I so we had that. obviously that you know th this is what's happening now and this is what people are going to be scared of uh i, I noticed that there was uh steven Sob soderbergh's contagion yeah and uh that was on uh, itv which is a uk channel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, also it was on netflix <laughs> and um the the ratings were were huge for it yeah but also the complaints were just as huge for it because people were like we're in the middle of a pandemic and you've put on a film about a pandemic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Netflix yeah. has that as well. And this leads me to think because there's been a rise in um, studios changing plans of certain films. So, you know, you get quite a lot of, you know, you get quite a lot of action films, end of the world films where it's like, we're racing to stop this virus. It's going to take over the world. There was a, they, they had a new Star Trek film that was planned to go into production very yeah, soon. And they've just, thrown it off because the film was going to be about a virus that's spreading from planet to planet to planet sure. and they're like eh, yeah maybe not that's yeah. not it's not it's not the right time and this is why i'm wondering i think so the demand i think contagion show that people want people are interested in it yeah. they want to see they want to see these films about like now but wolf studios let them and that's the thing i think the world is a very as well as having this virus outbreak the world is a very angry place at the moment. And the world is so divided. You know, you have... I mean, look, just look at what's going on in the world. I don't need to say what's going on. Because it's you just look outside and it's, everybody's against everybody. You know everything. Everybody. So yeah, you know what's going right. on. But and normally when, when you have that level of kind of moral panic, you have zombie films and you have kind of virus films and stuff like that because it's it's about something we can't control it's about the fall down of society you know people against people as well not not just are the zombies the danger but other people are i but i don't think zombie films or virus films will make a comeback the only reason why is because i think they've been so overplayed that well, you know, I think that definitely horse has been flogged. Man. I think definitely <laughs> zombies. I, I'm not expecting a zombie comeback. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean more I mean, like literal pandemic type yeah. films is what people are interested in. But as I said, I don't know if that will happen. Um, let's uh, let's think about. So what what ones we actually do think you may see based on current films that have been yeah. successful? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking we're having a big nostalgia trip at the moment. We are. We're so, still very much in nostalgia yeah. stage. I mean, straight, Stranger Things just absolutely gave us like this 80s boom. Um, um, you know, 80s music's great. I think 80s we are. fashion's great. But we're going back to that. And, I mean, if you look at some of the films coming out, we've got um, Nia Da Costa directing New Candyman, yeah. which is supposed to be out in September. And um, before yeah. that, you know, she'd, she's a relatively unknown director. And I think she'll do quite well with it. We've got two Halloween films coming out. Halloween Kills next year. And, and Halloween Ends, which I'm yeah. guessing is going to be 2022 now. I'm guessing yeah, they've pushed I'll, each it'll one be, back a year. Yeah, pushed back a year. And then, obviously, you know, David Gordon Green's directing that. Just announced, I think this week, we've got the Exorcist remake. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't hear about this one. It literally broke a couple of days ago. Oh. And I mean, I was, I was, I mean, I have to give a, a shout out to my brother, Chris, because when I went to see my new niece, he was saying, you should do an episode about horror trends. And we were like, okay, that's cool. Let's do yeah. that. <laughs> so I've got to give a shout out to him for letting me do this. And then I spoke to my other brother, Dan, and he was saying, do you reckon they'll ever do, uh, you know, an Exorcist remake? And he was like, maybe they should. And we were having a little conversation about it. And then a couple of days later, they've announced the Exorcist remake. And that's coming yeah. in 2021. The only thing I could find out, because um, they haven't really announced much for it, but it's being done by Morgan Creek Productions, which did um, Ace Ventura, <laughs> <laughs> True Romance, um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which I think was the Kevin Costner one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And then Last of the Mohicans. Um, so it's a, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, it's a mixed um, bag. But I mean, yeah, we, might, we might see Jim Carrey. Yeah. It. it all depends who's behind it. Because they have done, like, Exorcist prequels. and oh, they, they, But they did that kind of They did, like, after, I think one called Dominion, which wasn't an Exorcist remake, but it was kind of yeah. like the ideas. And they've all been... I remember watching those, and they weren't amazing no. quality. So, so hopefully but, yeah. we're on the trend of... We're like Halloween. And that's what I'm thinking. That we're on the trend of nostalgia. But people yeah. who were passionate about those films originally, yeah. like David Gordon Green was, uh, and really want to see a and good Jordan Peele's in with follow Candyman. Up. You know. Yeah, Jordan Peele's in with Candyman. And then if you look at these ones, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, another reboot is in for that. And we're going to have another separate episode about, you know, we'll do a retrospective and why it's a hard one to reboot. But this is... You know, this was yeah. supposed to start filming this May, but obviously yeah. it got put back. Because Texas Chainsaw is a very hard one because um, it's it's, it's been done uh, like reboots, remakes have been done and done to varied quality. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, what the... gives me a uh, hope for this one is um, it's being produced by um, Eddie Alvarez. I think that's how you say his name, Eddie. Is I know this, uh, oh, yeah. If, uh, it might be Edie Alvarez or Addy, Eddie is this Alvarez. Who, is that who made the Evil Dead remake? Evil Dead remake. Yes. And Don't Breathe. Yeah, very good. Both good films. Um, and then we've got another Hellraiser in the works. Yeah, again, we don't know when a date's coming out for that. But David S. Yeah, David Goyer, S. Goyer yeah. who wrote The Dark Knight. Yeah. He's on to write and produce. And then we've got uh, we've got Child's Play, which is coming to sci-fi in, in 2021. And that's got Don Mancini back on board, the original creator. Yeah. And Brad Dourif. He, he was still fairly involved with the, the, the sequel ones that they've released of oh, Child's Play. I thought Play. he stopped after like, the third one. I, I think he's had maybe. some kind of like little parts in it because they were yeah. saying it plays into that kind of. Thing. I haven't seen many of the like any of those new ones. The only one I've seen is the remake. Yeah. Um, which people probably hated for it, but in some ways I thought the remake worked. The idea really worked better it. than. Yeah. I really liked it. I'm not. I'd be I'll more die. interested yeah. in the sequel than the TV series. Well, apparently of they, Chucky, might, they so. might be making a sequel to that one as well. Yeah. Because it's there, it's something to do with the rights. Yeah. I mean, so we we've got we don't have two of the big I think fish. that's all stuff yeah. yeah so that's stuff that's in production now and it yeah. is based on that nostalgia trip that we're on we are very much before everything that's happened with the, the worldwide pandemic <laughs> that was all in production and I think that nostalgia trip was all very much current because again I think before this we hit even though the world was different I think we were very much we were still we were back in that stage of reflecting looking yeah. back and looking and we, but luckily this time, instead of like they did it in the 90s where it was just what can we rip off and bring back, they started to get into a 
what quality can we bring to it? We want people who are passionate about it, not yeah. in every case, but they have had a lot of one-offs like Hereditary and those kind of films that, and Jordan Peele's films, and he's passionate about yeah. a lot of different horror films, and he, I think he's going to be a part of a lot of them. We've also had Jason Bloom's production. Yeah, Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse. Right. And he, he normally is quite, a couple of them, but he makes them for very little, but he does normally try to make sure that there's at least some quality. Not all of them have been great, yeah. but he was part of the Halloween, and he has made some good quality yeah. horror films and then you, you got a24 which uh which yeah is that was kind like of aliasters yeah. and um robert eggers yeah know. um and the the that the very kind of i don't want to say highbrow <laughs> but the <laughs> the the kind of a very um almost like a profound effect there's a dog barking <laughs> <laughs> almost like a very um Oh, that dog's throwing me off, man. Almost like, you know... Profound it, effect. Yeah, that you profound effect. And it's it's a very, it's like a bit of a thought-provoking and it's it's paying attention to cinematography and writing and themes. And often he gets good... Yeah. You know, they both They're get also, good name actors. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of them are also at times thinking about, if not bringing back original creators, discussing with them original creators. Yeah. And um, so... Yeah, and a lot of those are part of the slasher craze and uh, we're looking at that and it does slightly look like, and I'm hoping quality-wise with Halloween, uh, Scream, uh, 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 Texas Chainsaw, Scream 5, (laughs) all of those films, I I am hoping they'll have quality and they'll look at films like Halloween and they will think about that as get, you know, they've got good directors behind them. So I am hoping going forward that slasher is going to be like we love is going to come back. I know yeah. it wasn't that long ago. It was early two thousands when it kind of died off. Yeah. But we both love we Slasher. Both love. We've mentioned it every episode so far, yeah. <laughs> and we love them. And I really hope to see some good quality ones. Yeah, same here. Um, if I'm thinking about again, just quickly, what is next? Um, I still think what is happening in society now, as I mentioned, when it was back to whether it was World War Two or whether it was the Vietnam War or whether it was just the change in America and serial killers in America, you know, all those kind of things that affected the way horror. I think what's happened now is obviously going to happen. Oh, you mentioned about the Zoom base. Yeah. That's definitely built from this. And I think uh, that we're going to have a lot more, I think, grounded. I think we're going to move away from more supernatural style. I know people like that. And I'm not saying it'll be completely away from supernatural style, yeah. but I think more grounded films that are really thinking about where where people are kind of scared of the like the world around them, the mentality. I think hereditary is a, a good example yeah. of like I mean of that. It's not that it's not that supernatural. Because it's like, got an element. A little less. Yeah, it kind but of has. It is kind of playing on how the mind plays with you. And I think people have had such downtime that they're gonna be interested in films that really start to you know, yeah. play with your mind in in an interesting way, that kind of way. I think that kind of that mental angle and also the um, like a grounded effect, you know, after people have spent long periods of time, they're going to be, I think they're going to be back to. And I, that's why also I think slashes have a good chance of still surviving yeah. past the nostalgia stage into now, because I think people are going to be scared of the world around them because they yeah, are definitely. a bit scared of everyday life right now. Yeah, they're scared to go out. They're scared to go for it. They're scared of what other people could possibly do to them, even if it's just coughing on you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> somebody coughs on you, you could die. <laughs> you know, you know. It, yeah. So no, that's, it's I think those reflective. themes are going to follow through, and things that happen in real life, I think, have been shown that things that happen in society really are, do affect how people are scared. 
I think they get less scared of certain things. And yeah, I, I just don't think necessarily that we've been on quite a big for quite a while with a lot of supernatural films from Paranormal Activity going Conjuring Universe. I'm not saying that Conjuring Universe won't still be like successful as doing, it has. Yeah, they're doing a few. Yeah, they're doing a few more. But I think, and I think the last few of those have been a little bit less successful than it. I think people are going to want to be a bit more in realism. They're going to want to be scared by real life, like real life, like mix of probably more stuff on real life serial killers. We've seen a big rise in documentaries yeah, about those and the possibility Ted Bundy's of films. making a big comeback, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big, big comeback. He's doing that's good or bad. He's doing the comeback tour. You know? <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I think in the next. I think, in, as I said, I think in the next three to five years, that I think that's where we'll see it change. We, I could be completely wrong, and it could be, yeah. you know, paranormal nine, ten, whatever. Where hell we're yeah. on? Well, they are doing Back a new with a boom. Activity. I'm sure they are, but <laughs> I think, yeah, I think our perspectives will now. This is a big change in the world, yeah. And I think our perspectives will change, and I expect to see more grounded. The same way that Halloween came back and was grounded. The same way that a lot of these other horror films are seem to be a little bit like it's. It's real, but it's a messed up way that yeah. your mind can twist things. It's uncanny valley. You know, it is. And it's, you know, it's... it's I think what Jordan Peele is onto, that kind of style, is going to continue to be quite big. Yeah. I think that kind of idea. But then it just is, keep bringing us, you know, quality filmmakers well, yeah. who have a passion for it, and also give them time to do it. Yeah. Don't rush it. We've already mentioned with Scream 5, even what you mentioned about a, leather, a new Leatherface-based yeah. film... The worry is that they'll rush it. They had a Leatherface film not long ago. Yeah, they did. And they, it was like, these people are cast. All the script, I don't even believe, was totally done. We're filming it. And then they wonder why it completely failed. Yeah. You know, it. The, hopefully this is what they'll think about. Yeah. but um, So, yeah, I think uh, that is... Uh, pretty much it for this week isn't it uh, yeah we've I mean, kind of wrapped that to yeah. a natural conclusion <laughs> we've covered about a hundred years yeah we horror. don't normally <laughs> we don't, don't normally how, come to yeah, such a yeah. natural conclusion but no, um yeah uh we'd uh we'd like to hear your uh comments uh if you've got any if you've got any thoughts if you want to call us out for our many many mistakes <laughs> um we didn't really plan for it to be such a historical it was more better to be you know the the films i think we yeah. talked plenty about both sides of things <laughs> but we're not trying to say that we are all history buffs or that we know too much about any of that we just looked at it from society yeah um so bobby over to you yeah uh, so if you do want to get engaged with us and let us know we are over on twitter at cmth podcast come and say hello um, and let us know what you thought about today all right we'll see you in two weeks bye